You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Well, Resurrection Sunday or Easter Sunday is this Sunday, April 9th. And I want to share with you briefly the meaning and significance of the resurrection. And you know, Christians celebrate the resurrection, but really it has implications for everyone. Everyone needs to know about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so the resurrection of Christ has has implications for your life, whether you're religious or not. And resurrection has to do with life and death and with the human body. And the Bible tells us all kinds of extraordinary things about life and death and about the human body. And we should note that life is created when a new spirit is joined to a body at conception. And so, at conception, a new body is formed, and a brand new spirit is placed into that body, and that's the creation of new life. And death happens when the, the spirit is separated from the body. So when you die, your spirit leaves your body, and your body is left to die in the grave, but your spirit lives on. And so the body is a necessary ingredient for what it means to be a human being. We're not only a body, we also have an immaterial spirit part of ourselves, but we have this body and we are limited to this human body while we are here on this earth. And so the Bible tells us these extraordinary things, and the first thing that we ought to note from the Bible is that all of humanity has rebelled against God Every person in this world has broken God's law in some way. And a good passage to look at is Psalm 14, verse 2. It says, The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. And so there's no one who lives a perfectly righteous life toward God and never sins. The Bible says that everyone has sinned. And because God at the very center of his being is a righteous and just God, he must judge sin. And so we live in a just universe because we serve a just God And God sees every sin, God is keeping track, and the Bible says that God will judge sin. And God is rightly outraged at sin. And so, because we live in a sin-filled world, God has placed a curse over this world. And if we go all the way back to Genesis uh, 1 through 3, and we look at uh, at Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, They were tempted by Satan and sinned against God and brought sin into the world. And at that time, the Bible says that God placed a curse over this world. And the curse uh, that we're suffering under is the reason why we have suffering um, and, uh, and death in this life. And so when you go out and work in your garden um, and you prick your finger with a thorn or you're sweating, uh, you get tired... Um, you're laboring, um, 
whatever you find yourself doing and you have a hard time doing it, you run into problems and there's frustration, this is the result of living in a certain sin-cursed world. Things break. Things don't work out the way that they're supposed to. Um, Our life is harder than it should be. And when a woman has a baby, um, there's pain in childbearing. Things just don't work the way they're supposed to. This is not how God uh, intended for his creation to be. But because of sin, we have brought this curse into the world, and so we suffer under this curse, and we're suffering decay and death. And in fact, the Bible teaches us that death is the ultimate penalty for sin. And so uh, every person dies, and that's because every person sins. And Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And just like when you go out and work at your job and you earn a wage, you you, uh, get... Um, compensation that is owed to you uh, for the labor that you did. And God tells us what is owed to us because of our sin against him is death. And so we all sin and we all die. And sin is said to be the sting of death. Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 15. He said this sin is the sting of death. Why does death hurt so much? It's because of sin, and ultimately because it is God's judgment for sin. And so, right now we're living in a sin-cursed world, and eventually we're all going to die. And Hebrews 9.27 says, It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. There's a judgment that comes after death. And so we commit sins in this life, and because of that, we die. But after death, it's not over. There's a judgment that awaits. And this is where the good news of resurrection comes in. This is where the gospel fits in here. Um, It's not all bad news for mankind. We, We learn here in Scripture that Jesus Christ, as God's Son, came into this world and became human. And that's important. He took on himself a human body and became one of us. What an extraordinary um, thing that God would become a man and live here among us. And importantly, he had a human body. And not only that, but he lived a perfect, sinless life. So Jesus lived the life that every one of us were supposed to live but couldn't. Jesus lived in perfect harmony with his Father, and never committed any sin. But at the end of his life, the Bible says that he died a brutal death on a Roman cross. And in that very act of shedding his blood and dying, the sins of the world were placed on him. We call that a vicarious death. Jesus Christ suffered and died for your sins and for my sins. He paid the debt that we owed. And Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 that God made him, that's Jesus Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 
And so that's a way of saying that Christ died for us and paid the penalty that we owed so that he might give us his grace, his own righteousness, and that we might be restored or reconciled back to God. And so Christ died for us. Christ died for you. That is the good news of the gospel, that he died for you so that you don't have to pay the penalty for your own sin that you've committed against God. But that's not all of it. Here we come to the true significance of the resurrection. When Christ died, he didn't just die and remain in the grave. The Bible says that three days later, he rose up from the grave. And that means that the curse of this world, remember the curse is God's penalty for sin. Well, the curse could not hold Jesus Christ. And so after three days, he rose up from the grave. And by rising from the grave, he conquered death. In other words, death could not hold the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he effectively broke the curse. You know, death is the ultimate end of the curse, and and death could not hold Jesus Christ. And so if Jesus rose from the dead, there is no more death. Death becomes meaningless, and Jesus broke the curse of sin for us. What wonderful, uh, great news for us there is in the gospel. And so effectively, he is reversing the curse for us and for all those who receive his salvation. And reversing the curse means that our spirits are united back to him. Remember I said that sin causes our spirits to be separated from God, but because the sin was paid for by Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, our spirits are now brought back to him and united back to to God. But we're still living in these sin-cursed bodies. We're still living under a cursed in a cursed world. And this is where the true significance of resurrection comes in. And it's this. We who live in Christ have the promise that we will be resurrected with him. And that's the hope that we have as Christians, that we will be resurrected with Christ. So Jesus Christ rose up from the grave, and if we place our trust in him, we have the promise that we too will rise up from the grave and shake off the chains of death, and death will have no more hold over us. And so for Christians, there is no death. Eventually, we're going to live in resurrection bodies, and we'll be completely free of the curse of sin. Uh, we'll live in new, immortal bodies. This old body that I have is starting to, to decay and wear away. But someday, believers, um, those who are in Christ, will have immortal bodies that will never die. And so we can truly say that it is not death to die In the ultimate sense, to die in this world is not truly death, because there is a resurrection awaiting us. And so the sting of death has been removed. And so the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, he taunted death 
with these words, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? And so death for us is great gain. Death is, has been reversed for the Christian. Uh, for the unbeliever who is yet in their sins, death is a, is, is a uh, punishment for sin. But for the believer, it's great reward because we'll be resurrected and get new bodies that will never die. But sadly, not everyone places their trust in Christ. And for unbelievers, we find out that the Bible tells us that everyone actually will be resurrected. It's not just believers. Every person in this world will be resurrected. And so there are actually two resurrections. The first resurrection is to life. That's those who are in Christ who will get their new resurrection bodies. Um, they will be resurrected to eternal life and live with God forever in the place of heaven. But there's a second resurrection, and that's the, second, that's the resurrection to eternal damnation. And so your body is going to be resurrected, and you'll either enjoy eternal life or suffer eternal damnation. And so if you have never received God's free gift of salvation— if you have never accepted his death, burial, and resurrection on your behalf, and you are yet in your sins, then you are still under the curse. And at the end of this age, at the final judgment, if you are still in your sin, God will have no choice but to mete out the final punishment for your sin. Death for you will be great unspeakable loss. And so the choice is yours. You know, I made a choice to receive God's free gift of salvation and to receive life and the promise of resurrection when I was 24 years old. And I did that by repenting of my sin and placing my faith in Jesus Christ, in his death, burial, and resurrection on my behalf. Uh, that took a moment of humility for me, and uh, I was broken because of my sin against God, and I just poured my heart out to God, and I asked him to forgive me, and I knew that if I didn't do that, I would face God's judgment at the end of time. And so I clung to Christ, I threw myself upon the mercy of Christ, and you can do that too. Do you have a story of placing your trust in Christ? Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever done that? It can. You can place your trust in Christ. The resurrection of Jesus Christ proves the power of God to save. Jesus wasn't weak, lying in the grave, and left there to rot. God the Father raised him up, proving his power to save. He will do the same for you if you place your trust in him. Will you allow him to save you? I hope that you will. Please leave your comments below. Uh, and also, if you don't have a place to visit on Resurrection Sunday, I invite you to come and visit us. Message me, and I will give you details. May God bless you this week, and I hope that you can say you have placed your trust in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.